Thank you very much for tuning in on episode number three of Partner Heroes' official podcast. This podcast is dedicated to the support community and the many topics revolving the support business. Partner Hero, people without borders, without limits. Welcome to our episode three of this podcast. Today we have a very special guest with us. We have Parker Love. He is actually someone that's really close to Partner Hero, although not directly. He is the very brother of our Andrew Love, our director of UX. Andrew is involved in Partner Hero since 2014, I believe, and then we got the chance to meet Parker not too long ago. A few of us, not me, but Daniel did, back in, where was it? Portland. Yeah, yes. it was during the uh, SDX conference in Portland. Hey, Parker, welcome. Hi, guys. It's good to be on the show. Awesome. Thank you for being here with us. So Parker has experience in management. He is currently living. Where are you living? I haven't asked you this. <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, currently, I'm living in uh, up in Seattle, uh, so about three hours drive north of uh, Portland where we got a chance to meet each other. Nice. I've cool. heard great things about Seattle. I've always wanted to go there. Cool. So you want to move to New York. You want to move to New York and transition into the tech and startup industry. Right now, you are working as a manager in a hospitality industry in uh, a restaurant and a brewery, correct? That's totally correct. Um, right now, we actually already have our move date set up, so it's not even like we're planning on moving. It's like it's happening, and we just got to make the rest of, of everything else happen. Nice. Uh, so right now, uh, we're both kind of, me and my fiance are both looking for uh, some places out there, uh, looking for some jobs. Um, but really what we're keen on is the idea of changing both of our industries into more tech startup industries um, because we believe that there's a greater opportunity to help more people in that industry uh, than our current ones. Most definitely. So talking about helping others, uh, mm -hmm. we're talking today about the power of WOW. What is the power of WOW according to you, Parker? Uh, well, the power of WOW is uh, kind of a, maybe not the right title for this, and it's okay if we kind of roll with the WOW idea, but uh, it's the idea that we're trying to really show the guests a memorable experience, uh, something that literally makes them go, oh, wow, <laughs> uh, which is the thus for the name. Uh, one of the reasons that we really want to accomplish this is because it's the memorable experience that builds upon the brand. Um, and I can get a little more into the business parts of it uh, in a little bit, uh, but kind of going a little bit more in depth into what a wow moment is. Uh, I got a couple of like, anecdotal uh, pieces that may help under make help people understand a little bit better. Um, the first one is a story that I was told uh, when I was really young um, from my father. Uh, I'm not sure if I got the exact uh, restaurant correct, but the point is this thing did exist and he experienced it. And uh, so I'm going to go ahead with the story anyways. Okay. Um, but basically it was a restaurant called uh, Shea Paul in Chicago. They had a valet parking access where, as you imagine, driving up to this really nice French restaurant, uh, downtown Chicago, not a lot of parking, so the valet parking was a special amenity. Valet parking was completely free. You would roll up in your car, uh, get out of the car, hand your keys to the valet just as normal. They would take your keys, hand you the normal ticket you'd get with a valet so that you could come back to them later, turn in the ticket, get the car keys, get the car, and go from there. Uh, as you go on into the building, you were met by the maitre d' or the um, 
kind of the uh, the manager on duty, the one who would be welcoming people in, talking to them, making sure that they were having everything they needed. Uh, he would talk to you for a minute, find out things that you may like, things that you're looking for in this dining experience, how much you enjoyed uh, previous experiences in similar places. Uh, and eventually he'd find you back to your table for your reservation, sit you down, and uh, you'd proceed with the dining experience, have some great food, etc. Uh, by the time you're done with your meal, you're ready to leave, you pay your check, uh, you walk out to the host stand again, say thank you very much to the maitre d' because they did such a wonderful job with the dining experience. Uh, and by the time you turn to leave and walk out the door, your car is already waiting there as if it had never moved from when you first drove up. And it's that little moment of like, whoa, wait a minute, where did this come from? How did they know what was going on and how did how is my car here? Uh, and it creates just that little magical moment or that wow moment where you're like, whoa, you guys, you guys already had this figured out. Um, and it seems a little bit like magic at first, but with a little bit of interpretation in the restaurant industry, it's actually super simple to pull off. Um, and the key is that behind the scenes, you have the guy who's taking your car to the parking spot. He knows where the park, car parking spot is, knows the ticket number. The maitre d' is there to distract you for a little bit, find out your names, find out where you're seating. By the time they drop off the check to your table, they've already went and told the uh, valet people to pull up your car, get it ready, have it pulled up and ready to go. So by the time you're done paying and signing your name, you walk out and your car's already there. And it seems really simple once you have it fully explained in terms of the process, uh, but the process is the magic. Because at the end of the day, the only thing that the user is experiencing or the guest um, is this magical moment of all of a sudden you have a car in front of you that shouldn't be there because you're not used to this uh, level of service. Um, and that's something that's a, a kind of an older example, and I think it's a, a, a worthwhile thing to note that at that point it was like in the 60s and 70s, not in wow. the 2000s era where you know we have computers track everything. Okay, that's uh, amazing. Bringing it a little bit more into the present moment, uh, we also have uh, my personal experience, which I can speak to, uh, myself working at the Four Seasons Resort and Residences in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Wow. Um, so, yeah, mouthful right there. So wild moments uh, happen in Wyoming. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that too. Um, so uh, at the Four Seasons, uh, they pride themselves on their superior service. And that superior service does come from really honing in on this idea of the wow moment. And how do you make each guest's stay with them memorable, especially for those guests that go traveling around the world and stay at Four Seasons all the time. Um, being the luxury resort that it is, uh, they basically have just honed in on how to better communicate with each other. For example, let's say you're flying in for the first time, you've stayed at Four Seasons, eh, let's say you haven't stayed at Four Seasons before, let's say you're a brand new guest, this is the first time you've ever stayed at a luxury hotel ever. You're walking in, You've just got off the plane, you've driven around these mountain areas, you're at about six to 7,000 feet elevation gain. So you're feeling a little bit queasy, you're not really used to uh, elevation sickness, so you're not really sure, like, you're just not feeling great. Um, as you walk up, again, valet parking, beautiful thing, especially so when it's snowing outside, you don't have to walk around the cold. <laughs> um, you get to this point where you walk inside to check into your hotel room. You've arrived a little bit early, you know the check-in's at two, you're there at noon. Uh, the front desk agent welcomes you in and says, hey, thanks for coming in. We really appreciate you staying with the Four Seasons. 
Um, unfortunately, your room's not ready yet, but like we'd love to maybe figure out what things you're enjoying, what things you're looking forward to this in, in this trip, just so we can help better like recommend things for you in the future. Uh, so you sit down and you say, you know, I'm not much of a skier. I really want to figure out something else to do in this uh, ski resort town. I just like my, like my legs, my hips, my joints, whatever it is, are bothering me. I'm not really feeling like I can do a lot of that stuff. Plus, I'm feeling kind of like I got like some elevation sickness. I just feel kind of queasy. Um, and, uh, you know, are there any places in town you'd recommend going to eat? But also my child with me has a peanut allergy. So, like, I'm really just I want to make sure it's a safe place for them to go. And things of that nature. Okay. Um, so you kind of list out maybe just a few things that, you know, you deal with on a day-to-day -day basis that, you know, it's kind of expected by society that, like, okay, those are your problems. You're going to deal with them. Your kid having a peanut allergy is something for you to worry about and the right. restaurant to be aware of if they're going to, if you bring it up. Um, and the front desk agent says, you know, I'm sorry that you feel like you've had a rough time getting here. Tell you what, your room's not ready for another two hours. Uh, how about you go uh, down to our restaurant we have a great menu there. Um, we can absolutely take care of you. In fact, the lunch is going to be on us. Um, we just want you to be able to relax and adjust a little bit more to the altitude. We highly recommend you drink a little bit more water. It really helps with the altitude sickness. Uh, so you take your family, you say, thanks very much. Uh, they take your bags and they'll hold them until uh, you're ready to go up to your room. And so you head on down to the restaurant. By the time you get there and you're sat, the server walks up and greets you by name. They already know who you are. Uh, so they walk up and say, hey, Mr. Love, thank you so much for coming to Four Seasons. I'm sorry you've had such a rough landing. Uh, you know, I'm going to get you guys some water right away to help with that elevation sickness you've kind of been, that somebody mentioned to me. Um, but I just want you to know that I also have this special menu for your son. Uh, this is what we can do for you in terms of having uh, peanut allergy concerns, things that are easily replaceable, things of that nature. Um, the nice part is now, all of a sudden, it's taken those things that you're worried about as a parent and as an individual, and it's suddenly it's becoming a group-solving problem. It's become open source in a way. Uh, and in this respect, it really helps boost that experience, because all of a sudden you're saying, like, wait a minute, I just barely walked in the door like 20 minutes ago, and already this restaurant knows my name. Yeah. They already know my food preferences. They already know uh, what I'm going through, and they're already trying to help me. Uh, the magic comes when not only when you're done with the meal and you get to that end, ending point and you have, uh, you know, you have a great time, your son has a great time, uh, you're feeling a little bit better, uh, they call you and say, hey, your room is ready, would love to take you up right now. So you walk and the front desk agent who greeted you earlier is the one who greets you near the elevators and says, hey, well, we're going to head on up. Uh, and you kind of look around and you're like, well, what about my bags? And they say, oh, don't worry, it's already in the room, it's already taken care of. Next step is you get up to the room. Uh, you just kind of enjoy the views, you see the fact that everything's laid out beautifully, uh, and as you're kind of looking around for those things you usually look out for in hotels, especially with a son with peanut allergies, right. you start looking for, are there nuts in the room? Are there things like here and there that might be an issue? Uh, and so, uh, as you look around, you notice that those things are missing, and instead there's actually some things instead that are more uh, nut-friendly snacks that your son can enjoy that are intentionally made for him. You start noticing the fact that there's also uh, a little canister of like pure oxygen, which is meant to help with altitude sickness as well, because it helps pump up the amount of oxygen in your bloodstream. And so all of a sudden you're realizing how much customization is going on in just the two hours of your stay. You have three more days of staying with them, and in the first three hours they've already managed to listen and hear all of the things that you're going through and start to address, address, uh, address those issues in your stay, and you've only mentioned them to one person. 
and I could, and again, I could continue this whole story on and on because uh, this is just, you know, a series of examples that happen on a day-to-day basis of the Four Seasons. Uh, but the real magic is always behind the scenes, mm-hmm. yeah. and that is, you know, every person in the hotel is trained from the get-go to talk to guests, hear them out, listen to them, and understand what are important parts to hear and understand and learn how to start problem-solving those things for them. So when the first when you first walked in, the desk agent, the front desk agent already knew your flight information, already knew which flight you were going to be on. He knew you were going to be two hours early. That part wasn't a problem. He knew about those things, so he had rough estimates on when you'd get to town. By the time you made it to the front desk and you mentioned the three problems of, you know, like, don't really want to stay in, don't really want to go skiing, not feeling well, sun house allergies. As he's talking to you and doing some of his work, he's also sending a silent message over to the food and beverage team so that all of the food and beverage managers are now aware of the peanut allergy because that's very pertinent to them. They're sending a note to the housekeeping uh, group in order to make sure that they drop off an amenity that has uh, the pu- uh, purified oxygen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as as you're sitting there talking to them, they're already working to solve your problems and just by communicating with each right. other and knowing how to react to those things. That's amazing. So it's all about uh, really just what exactly. happens backstage. I think, I think you were reading about what a wall moment can be defined as, right? Yeah. And, I mean, it's exactly what uh, you mentioned, Parker, and thanks so much for sharing, for sharing those stories. Uh, I was reading on DeliveringHappiness.com, which is a blog post dedicated to like, customer support experiences. And there was one article about the wow, the wow customer experiences. And it says, you are exceeding their expectations, you are addressing their needs thoughtfully and in unexpected ways, and it is an expression of your authentic interest in the person who seeks your services, not just in the transaction. And I think exactly what you mentioned and, and the stories that you shared with us, that is exactly what the, what the WOW experience entails, right? Um, and most companies yeah. actually use that, you know, to retain their customers because, you know, nowadays, especially millennials, um, we have this fame of, you know, if we don't like the company today, then we'll just move on to the next one tomorrow. And there is not much loyalty going on in the market right now. So having a wow experience for someone in this day and age is definitely saying, hey, we want you to stay here for the long run. We want you as a customer, you know, for a very long time. We don't want you to switch to another company just because you had a pretty bad experience. You know, we're not just about our products, but we're about the experience as a whole. So I think that's pretty cool. Exactly. And more so than just having, you know, a variety of products like you mentioned, Dan, we seek for the experience rather than just the end product. And it's really interesting how brands are becoming more aware of that. And if you ask me, I think that these wow moments are really the best type of advertising you can get. They are. Because the fidelity that you get from users once they have experienced this is far more superior than the ones you would get even from customers that started with you as a brand. Um, Absolutely. I, one of my favorite wow moments actually is one by the uh, Canadian airline. They're called WestJet. I don't know if you've seen this one. Um, a bunch of people over Christmas got delayed in their flight and they were not going to make it on time for the holidays. So what JetBlue did, I'm sorry, not JetBlue, WestBlue. Oops, branding. <laughs> what WestBlue did was they asked everybody in the plane what they would wish for uh, they could ask Santa uh, on a letter. So everybody wrote their letter to Santa, and then 
by the time they were home, they all got what they had asked Santa to get them. So everybody got Beautiful. TVs, they got travel, That's they got awesome. trips, they got TVs, they got consoles, all sorts of products. And these people were having a bad experience, but the brand decided to turn that into a wow moment. And you can imagine the fidelity they got. So totally amazing. They created a wow moment out of nothing. I think you have a bit more to say about how to create a wow moment, Parker. Uh, yeah, just a little bit. I mean, uh, so that was actually a really great example that I haven't heard of before. Look it up. It's uh, amazing. It's actually a case study that's usually, um, uh, I studied it back in, in college in, in a marketing class. So, yeah. Very nice. <laughs> nice. And that, that, is, uh, that is like the key to, uh, how, do you, uh, how do I say this? Um, managing your screw-ups. <laughs> Basically. Um, if you can uh, manage to fix your screw ups in such a way where it turns the entire uh, the entire uh, thing around, it's called the turnaround. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Right. So the terminology that I'm more familiar with is actually uh, called uh, turning a guest around or something along those lines, and that is that in some terms you have a, you know a very high expectation of service or even sometimes just a mid level expectation of service. But if for whatever reason that service uh, isn't met, um, it ends up being a slightly lower uh, experience level that the guest is having, the guest experience is reality. Whatever they are experiencing, whatever they feel is the truth of their stay, whether they feel like you know, you're not serving them well because you don't like them, whether they uh, believe they should be having something that they're not, uh, the responsibility of the business is to make sure that that experience is managed to the point where the guest is having that experience met. And that little gap between the two is what you have to work to recoup in those circumstances where your service level is fine and then somebody screwed up. And then you manage that back up by saying, hey, we'll, make, we'll take care of your meal. We'll send you lots of gifts and things. Please don't hate our airlines. Basically. <laughs> uh, like, sorry, we screwed up your entire holiday plans. We can't fix that. But tell you what, we care about you as people and we really want to make sure you have a memorable experience with us and with your holiday. And I bet you've had uh, many of those opportunities at work. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, working with a lot of, uh, uh, let's call them uh, VIP clients, uh, it does tend to uh, rack up in terms of dollars. But even uh, in my current position where I'm working with people who are just coming in for a, a burger and a, and a beer, um, a lot of times that recovery measure is just listening and hearing people out, um, and which actually leads perfectly into my next topic, which is how we create that wow. And the way I'm going to break this down is from beginning to end and kind of the process that I use in my own brain to, uh, prop to, to properly keep these ideas going. Um, so when starting off with a wow moment, you'll notice that, again, with the Four Seasons story, one of the most important components was the very first thing you did was you listened to the customer. Totally. And what you're doing during this process is you're really just trying to gather data and usable data at that uh, the problem is, how do you find usable data and which data is usable? <laughs> uh, and there's a lot of arguments that could be said for a lot of those topics. Uh, but I think that the most important thing to focus on is the fact that when you're dealing with each individual customer, what they talk about is going to be important. So getting to know the customer on an individual basis and build that relationship. Uh, next is knowing what to do with that data say, again, knowing that there's peanut allergies, knowing that when parents have to deal with peanut allergies on such a frequent day-to-day -day basis, it's a constant concern. It's something that is at the forefront of their minds at all times. Um, and they never expect anyone else to really know or understand the situation. 
So the only way that you can get to that point of knowing and understanding that situation is listening to people and understanding what sort of troubles they go through. There's actually a great documentary right now on uh, Netflix called Rotten. Uh, highly recommend it. There's an episode on peanuts and uh, peanut allergies um, and how the industry is being shaped and transformed in weird ways by this new allergy that's come up in the last 20 years. But Noted. that's beside the point. <laughs> um, uh, next is uh, once you've listened to the data, you've uh, started to process and understand it and know kind of what the expectations the customer is looking for, even if they're not explicitly saying things about it, if they're mentioning timelines, if they're mentioning, uh, you know, milestones that they're looking to hit, you can then work with them on what things you can do. Um, then you need to find a way to exceed those needs and exceed those expectations that are set forth uh, by taking in this extra data by getting to know them. So they're going to tell you a business outline of you need this much data, but when they talk to you, they're going to actually include this much data about it, which for people listening at home, I'm doing larger hand signs. Um, <laughs> so if you have a smaller amount of byte of data that they're saying needs to happen, there's a larger amount of data that they're actually going to talk about that isn't necessarily explicitly written or explained. Okay. It's your job to be able to process that information into an execution so that you're meeting more needs than they're actually uh, writing out in business terms. Now, sometimes there is a little bit more cost associated with something like this. So spending a little more time, spending a little more effort researching some things that you can do for them. Right. Uh, and even in some ways, just finding a way to provide a service that they didn't even ask for. That's called, I mean, that's at its very core is value added. What we're really looking to do is increase the value of what they're getting for as little cost as possible. And sometimes that cost is literally just a few hours of your time to research a topic, to understand what they're going through, to understand where their business is having some issues so you can help them understand them. Uh, and then you become an expert in their industry helping them and they'll want to keep you around forever because you help them that one time with that one problem they didn't understand okay. uh, or that they weren't quite ready to take on and you help them. And that kind of leads me uh, right into why we really should be focusing on this. At the very core of it, uh, I really just love the idea of the wow moment because it's like creating a little bit of magic for everyone. It is. Uh, bringing about that little bit of magical experience is why we, uh, why we do things in the first place. Uh, we're really here to kind of entertain each other in a lot of ways. Um, and one of those ways is to, again, show people that you know things and understand things so that they see you as a viable uh, partner or relationship uh, to follow up with. Uh, Larissa, you said something earlier about uh, kind of uh, there's that relationship that you're trying to build on. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned the fact that you were that one of your favorite wow moments is again that the the airlines and the way that they kind of came back and made that expectation better. What they were really doing is they're trying to manage that relationship with all of their guests, and sometimes managing the relationship with all of their guests is really just managing the relationship with the few that didn't quite get what they needed, didn't get what they wanted. As it is, like I'm already sitting here thinking man, I'm probably going to try and fly with uh, West Blue Airlines? WestJet. <laughs> WestJet, West Jet. Right. okay. Well, if I can get the name right at some point, I'll, I'll actually buy their plane ticket. Uh, <laughs> Agreed. But even just, again, you heard about this in a college class. I'm hearing about it through this. And already it's piqued my interest because it says, oh, those people really do care about the product that they're delivering, so much so that they're willing to pay a little extra money to make sure that people know that they care about it. Um... And I think that that's uh, infectious in a lot of ways. Thank yeah. you so much for sharing um, all these stories, these great anecdotes um, or examples more like. 
and also how to create these wow moments. I think that one of the biggest takeaways from this is how we can really apply this at our current roles as um, support people, you know? And I think that it's very easy to create a wow moment as long as you, like you said, you listen to the customer, you understand their needs and expectations, it may take a little more time because you do have to go out of your way rather than just give them the information they were looking for in, let's say, a support inquiry. Rather than just giving them the information they came asking for factually, looking at it a little deeper into their profile, into their credentials, into whatever information you have about the user and use that towards making the answer a bit more personalized, towards making that experience a bit better. Once you understand the people, their concern and what they really want and even trying to guess what they don't want but they need is usually yes. the best way to give them a wow experience. Not too long ago at work, I had the chance to provide a wow experience myself, if I may say so. Really? Yes, it was super yeah, good. That's exciting. I got a great rating because this one guy <laughs> came to us saying, hey, you know, I have all these online courses. I work for a online course site, by the way, an educational site. I give support to this site. And they came to us saying, I have all these courses. I have all these credentials. I've taken these many classes, I have all these degrees, and I've spent so much money on online courses, and I've done this in all these fields, but now I'm looking into this other field that you offer. Why should I go with you guys? And we actually happened to offer courses in both of these fields, the one that he had a bunch of experience in and the one that he had no experience in but wants to dive into. So after reading their story, I went ahead and answered their question, but then I also told them, you know what, in all honesty, I think you could benefit more from this course, the one we do offer as well, but you weren't saying you were interested in. And also, since you mentioned not having, you know, uh, a solid job position right now, we also offer these benefits for you that might benefit you in your career. Uh, they came back to me and asked a second question, but uh, I use Help Scout for my for my ticketing. I think you do too, don't I you? I do too, yeah. It's the best. It's it so is. easy to use. Anyway, so they gave us a review and they gave me a rating that said far superior than I've experienced in the last 10 years. Wow. That's when amazing. he said Dang. that, I, I, I went ahead and shared that with my team. I was so proud for that because 10 awesome. years, man, when, when you tell me this is the best support you've received in 10 years, that made me feel really proud. So it was a wow moment, not just for them, but for me too, actually. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's all about really finding out how to provide that wow moment with the information that you can get from them, from that uh, get, gathering of data that you can do in order to keep the solution simple and give them a wow moment. Yeah, I totally agree. Absolutely. And um, it's pretty much all about uh, that experience that companies need to thrive for and they need to start looking into how to change it. Because take me, for example, I haven't really had a wow experience. So hearing from these stories from you, Parker, and from Larissa as well, they really, you know, help me and motivate me to do better at my job because I know that I'm at least providing that experience to my customers. But totally, it's all about motivating those companies so they can start providing that wow factor uh, in the industry right now. All right. So thank you so much, Parker, for having had uh, join us today. It was a real pleasure getting to know you, getting to talk to you and having you share all of these amazing stories with us. Thank you so Absolutely. much. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. Thank you guys for having me on the show. Thank you. And thank you for sharing. And also, I think you should talk with either Shervin or your brother about joining Partner Hero if you want to join the tech industry, because I think you'd be a great addition to the team. Totally agree with that. <laughs> thank you very much. I appreciate that. <laughs> All right. Hopefully, we'll get to talk to you again, Parker. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for joining us. Anytime.
I'm happy to join anytime you guys want. Awesome. Sweet. Okay, and that's pretty much all the time that we have right now. So thank you so much for tuning in. And until next time. See you guys then.